Carlos. Mr. Carlos. I would, and Joe, I would love you if you did a weasel. They are white things that go in the snow. Are they nice animals? Yeah. No, they're not. No, they're not. They will eat mouses. They'll eat rats and moles. I, I love you. Thank you. What about Mr. Joe? Joe, I would love if you do that. I love you. Thank you. There are two basic paths of sustenance in the animal kingdom. You can gather and graze, or you can eat the grazers. Predators are usually large, powerful, and able to take down prey that are built to resist them. But one true carnivore proves that meat eaters come in all shapes and sizes. And to witness this animal's hunting habits, you wouldn't think he's at all disadvantaged by his stature. But even for the least of carnivores, ferocity is the key to a full belly in life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's your 30 minutes of interesting animal information. I'm Joe. And I'm Carlos. And today we're talking about an animal that's least, but certainly not last. But more on that later. Um, it's not just the least, it's the least weasel. We're talking about a weasel. Thank you, Calvin, for uh, submitting this request for a weasel. We chose the least weasel because it was the least. It was the least we could do, literally. <laughs> uh, it was... <laughs> All the other weasels were just so much work, so we chose this one. Well, this one seems like a very, uh, it's, it's, it's a very pervasive weasel. It's everywhere. I would have to say it's th- that the least weasel is probably Ginny Weasel, if I remember Harry Potter right. Ginny Weasel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the, the least weasel is also called the little weasel, the common weasel. But we're going to call it here, the slinky long boy, the adorable stretch mouse, and the cute and cuddly killer carnivore. <laughs> the <This> stretch mouse. <laughs> that that's I mean that encapsulates it. Imagine St- stress mouse strong. Okay, <laughs> stretch mouse strong. That's a good one too. <laughs> but uh, I mean these nicknames are whatever. It's time to talk taxonomize this baby. Uh, so the least weasel lives in. The quaint little kingdom in the far, far away um, that's actually not that far away. It's actually right here, and that kingdom is Animalia. The phylum uh, is Chordata. Class is Mammalia. We're dealing with a mammal here. I think it's been a little while, uh, but we're back to mammals. The order is Carnivora, which you're like, hey, look at this, this cute little weasel. He's not a carnivore. Oh, yes, he is. Uh, the family is Must. Delidae. It's a mustelid. 
like uh, most or all true weasels. Um, the genus is Mustela, and the species is Nivalis. So the binomial, binomial nomenclature is Mustela Nivalis. Pretty cool. The least weasel. But since we're in the business of naming things, it's time for a beloved part of the show. C-c-c-critter groups. Of course, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, it's, this is the part of the show where I ask Joe a question, and that question is the same every time. And that is, what is the name of a group of this animal? Or what is the term of venery for this animal? Or what is the collective noun for this animal? So if you saw a group of least weasels, or just weasels, we'll go with weasels, um, what would you call them, Joe? So would you say, is it A, a confusion of weasels? Is it B, a grapple of weasels? Is it C, a hovel of weasels? Or is it D, a latch of weasels? A latch, a hovel. What was the, what was the first two? Conf- what were the first? Confusion and grapple were the first two. This is These are all Pokemon moves, by the way. <laughs> Confu- confusion, grapple. Hovel and latch. I hope it's not hovel. I'm going to remove that. You hope? It's such a rude word for these cute little guys. They don't live in hovels. Latch is calling to me, but grapple is also really good. I'm going to go with grapple, final answer. You're incorrect. The answer was confusion. Okay. All right. (laughs) Not on the radar at all. Appropriately enough, the answer was confusion. It's true. It's true. The absolute opposite of irony. It just you just you, you just weaseled it just weasels its way out of your grasp there. It did. It did. So let's talk about what this looks like. Uh, just put out of your mind the heffalumps and woozles from Winnie the Pooh. It's not it's, it's not a scary thing of nightmares um, unless you are a small rodent. But picture instead a tiny mouse with short blunt ears. And then stretch it out a bunch, and you've got yourself a weasel. It has a, a or or you just like shrink down a, a river otter. Yeah, I I mean you start with a mouse, you stretch it out, you got a weasel. You bulk it up, you got an otter. And you 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 thicken it, and you you get a, a wolverine. You give it a lot of fur and a nasty attitude, and you got a wolverine. <laughs> um, it has a long neck, a long body, stubby little feet with those mouse trademark pink people hands, um, <laughs> and a short tail, relatively short tail compared to its body. Uh, it's kind of like a cuter meerkat, if that were even possible, because meer- meerkats are pretty cute. Did you know that yeah. meerkats are actually mongooses? I did not know that. Interesting. Well, did you know that river otters are mustelids? Yeah, those are like big weasels. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're adorable little swim weasels. So pool noodles. And <laughs> <laughs> I just it, you could watch videos of otters doing fun things all day. It's great. <laughs> um, you could probably do the same thing with weasels. I bet you there's a zoo with a live weasel cam, at, or a live otter cam. Oh, the Miami Zoo has the best we the best otters in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. According to Guinness World Book of Records, best otters. <laughs> <laughs> By what metrics? By um, how uh, Charis- charisma? Yeah, how how charismatically they slide down slides. <laughs> um, 
so there are many different subspecies of least weasels, uh, but they t- and that have different colorings. But for the most part, they tend to have brown fur uh, on their faces, backs, and tails. Um, so if you were looking from above, if you were say a hawk, uh, you would see just brown blending into the um, the foliage beneath and uh, on its belly neck and paws it's white so i guess if it was leaping through the air you'd be like oh look a cloud (laughs) that's the idea or maybe in a tree on a branch although i don't know if they spend that much time up there i don't think so they're they're uh den borrowers um do you remember what that was called that coloration uh counter shading counter shading there we go yes um, so that it camouflages in multiple scenarios. Uh, in the winter, however, these stretchy mice shed their uh, normal coats and put on a pure white coat. Uh, but that can backfire because if it doesn't snow or the snow melts early, uh, then the weasel has a tough time surprising prey and avoiding predators because it's this bright white uh, s- snake mouse uh, slithering around uh, on just probably a bunch of brown dead leaves sticks out i mean it uh, can also backfire if if the fur doesn't change back before labor day you know or you know yeah how embarrassing that that would be a long time to have that white coat (laughs) (laughs) i mean technically it's always after labor day and it's always before labor day so i don't know is it just does it reset in the new year is that how the rule works I never understood the rule. I will never, I'll never explore it. Um, <laughs> so uh, these are these. Fun fact: these are the smallest mustelid in the world. So, how small is it? Are they? Is interesting he? question. That brings us to. The me- beloved Measure Up segment, the official listener's favorite part of the show, part of the show when we present the animal size and dimensions in relatable terms through a quiz that's fun for the whole family. It's also part of the show that's introduced by you when you send in audio of yourself saying, singing, or chittering the words Measure Up into ldtaxonomy at gmail.com. We have a new Measure Up intro this week from I Have No Idea. Oh, mystery guest. But you probably will know because it's sent in by Bibby. Oh, uh, and I just it 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 says where the oh where it was oh yes taken. this is yeah okay I know who I I I can narrow it down because this was another time that I collected measure ups. Okay, without further ado, the listener's favorite part of the show. measure up <laughs> oh the, the anticipation <laughs> i thought <laughs> it was like a, it was like a it was like a balloon about to burst like come on come on and and you think you're like you think it's going to be a really long measure up but ju- it was just the run-up that was long yeah and it's it was it, it's, it was an efficient measure it's up. just a little bit longer than i thought it was going to be <laughs> <laughs> that was um that was joel uh my brother-in-law Ah, okay. Well, thank you, Joel. Thank you, Joel. From the what something or other national park? Ah, uh, we were. Uh, it was a. It was a. It was a Christmas family vacation um, in Nanahalet National Park. 
you're up in the up in the mountains of North Carolina, and uh, all sitting around their table. And whenever I have a bunch of people sitting around a table, I get measure ups from them, which you can do too, <laughs> uh, with your family. Uh, all you have to do is just stick your phone in their face after pressing the record button on your app, and uh, then once they've said measure up, just send it on over to ldtaxonomy at gmail dot com. Please do it, because. Uh, Usually I'm doing it. Speaking of, uh, before we get into the measure up, speaking of uh, listener participation, our old pal Doug. Doug. Remember Doug? Uh, he sent in a suggestion. He says he learned about the Okapi and thought we might be interested to learn about it too. He says it doesn't really have a major fact, so it might not be suitable as a candidate for the show, but it, he says it's cute AF. And I, I assume that means cute. That stands for as fun. Cute as fun. Yes. Um, yeah. That the okapi, the um, the zebra donkey. Uh, we'll, like we should totally, we should totally add that to the list. He he is absolutely right. It's been on the list for a really. It long really time. has been on the list. Um, but I looked at, looked into it and I couldn't find an outstanding trait. But I feel like a closer look, well, like like most things, when we get like even this one, the weasel, when we get somebody that wants a specific animal, and at, uh, at first glance, it's like, well, what's the the major fact? When you dig deep, there's usually something interesting. I'm sure we'll find something with the okapi. Why do they look like that? That's always a good an- uh, thing to ask. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> whenever you're doing a new animal. Why why do you look like that? <laughs> why do you do? Um, okay, let's get into it. Let's talk about length. Uh, they are 173 to 217 millimeters or 6.8 to 8.5 inches. Let's call it 8.5 inches. How many weasels go into the length of the longest bridge in the world? Longest bridge in the world. Do you know, do you have any idea where the longest bridge might be? Is it the Seven Mile Bridge in the Florida Keys? It sure isn't. Oh, darn it. Well, then I know it's longer than seven miles. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nope. Um, I imagine it's in uh, Eastern Asia because ha- there's a lot of like just impressive architecture over there. You, you're correct. Uh, here's a hint. The longest bridge is in the Danyang Kunshan Grand Bridge. Oh, it's not. It's not in that. It is that. But it. But what it is in is the Beijing Shanghai High Speed Railway. So it's part of this railway, which also includes the second longest bridge in the world. Wow, just racking them up. Um. Well, in that case, I have been across that bridge because I took train that passed through <laughs> Shanghai to Beijing. You took train. I took train. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then you must know how long it is. No, um, I was s- probably sleeping under the chairs at that point. It was a twenty-six hour train ride, and on, I, on a on a nice, comfortable layer of saliva, gum. It, gum, but it, it was dried gum, so it wasn't that gross. It, isn't gum contraband in Shanghai? I don't know. Or Beijing? It's I know one of the, like those East Asia, Asian cities you can't bring gum into it at all. 
no idea. There was definitely gum in this train. I can, I can assure you of that. If you know the answer, write it in in the comments on somewhere on the internet. We'll we'll find it, even if it's like on a on a YouTube video from two thousand seven of a turtle. Um, yeah, on d- dug deep in some sort of subreddit. We'll find it. <laughs> uh, okay, so I know that it's longer than seven miles. That's all I've got to go on. And it's probably shorter than a thousand miles. So let's work with that. <laughs> That's uh, fair. 20 miles seems like a good, it's a good bridge. It's a bridge I can, I'll hang my hat on. And it's <laughs> 8.5 inches. Oh, inches into miles. This is going to be fun. 103,600 feet. And then we have to figure out the inches. So we'll multiply that by 12. So we're at 1,243,200. And then we'll divide that by 8.5. Which brings me to 146,258.82352941118. Just off the top of my head. I think we're rounding. <laughs> Definitely didn't uh, use a calculator. Final answer? 146,000, yes. The correct answer is 760,368. Oh. So this is like a... 80 mile bridge it's 102 miles oh my goodness uh, 165 kilometers that is a big bridge i don't even know quite a bridge why do we call the seven mile bridge in little keys the seven mile bridge that's nothing to write home about it's seven miles that's nothing it's not like we're saying it's not called the seven mile bridge that we're all proud of But you think it's like, oh, this is seven mile bridge. It's like, oh wow, that's a long bridge. No, it's not. I mean, it is a long bridge. No, it's not. <laughs> yes, just because the longest bridge is like super long, it's, it's really throwing off the average. I no, it, it, that right there makes it not a long bridge. I want to know what the third longest bridge is. It's like eight eight and a half miles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the fourth longest bridge, and we're we're. we're we're uh, really being rude to it. It just uh, it spi- difficulty spikes uh, later on. Yeah, exactly. Let's uh, talk about weight. Uh, all right, it's thirty six to two hundred and fifty grams, or one one point three to eight point eight ounces, uh, in both length and weight. The males are typically larger, and the what I just said was actually the the male's weight. Um, let's call it eight ounces. Okay. How many weasels go into the mass of the M26 weasel, which is a World War II tracked vehicle? Tracked? Oh, on a track. No, so it's not um it's not like on a train track. It's it's like on uh treads like a tank. Oh, I see, I see, I see. World War II treaded vehicle. It's like um it's like a like a jeep that you knock the wheels off of and put on treads i am perfectly envisioning what you're talking about now that's probably pretty heavy here's a hint the weasel the m26 weasel was built to drive on the snow and it was used by the u.s army in norway iwo jima and okinawa among other places in other times so it was in some of the worst places during the war i mean it could be huge or it could be one of like something for four people or it could be yeah um it's for four people is it really Yes. Oh, okay. I don't know if it was like a troop transport where you could put 15 guys in there and 
drive him to the front lines. All right. So this is something like the general would dr- zip around in and high five people. Uh, okay, I'm gonna say it's I'm gonna say it's two tons, and which is four thousand pounds. And this is eight ounces, which is half a pound. So I'm gonna say eight thousand. Final 8, answer. Wheeze. Eight thousand wheeze. Eight thousand wheezes. Eight thousand wheezes. Zach and wheezes. I thought you said weast SpongeBob. <laughs> um, uh, the correct answer is six hundred and six thousand nine hundred and nine. What did I say? Eight thousand. Oh, yeah. So it was like a, a it was like a ton and a half. Uh, the it was th- it's three thousand eight eight hundred pounds or seventeen hundred gra- kilograms. Did I do my math really wrong there? See, I, I I did the math with the metrics. I wonder if that threw off the rounding. Three thousand eight hundred pounds, and you have an eight ounce weasel, which is half a pound. Then that would be seven thousand six hundred. Oh, maybe I did eight point eight ounces when I divided. Uh, anyway, you got pretty dang close. <laughs> yeah, that was, I, I pretty much uh, expertly identified the weight of it, but I was only off by 200 pounds. Uh-huh. Uh, let's... Are you? Do you have any... Uh, I do. Fast interesting facts. Interesting facts. And um, we got to talk about where it lives. Because you mentioned China, and then you mentioned war. <laughs> So, it doesn't really tell us where this guy lives. It It's like a fish. It's everywhere. It lives in a lot of places. Yeah, it's, it, it, I mean, it's pretty much all over the Northern Hemisphere. From Canada and the U.S. through Europe and North Africa, all the way over to Eastern Siberia and China. So, it, it's, it spans the globe over, just as long as it's above the equator. And here are some fast facts. So, least weasels actually feature really heavily in worldwide mythology. So, here's some here's some interesting stuff that people thought about weasels in the past. Uh, so, weasels, tech, we usually think of them as crafty and unscrupulous, like you're weaseling out of something or what a weasel. Um, but least weasels were actually considered a good omen in ancient Macedonia. Um, also, in Macedonia... If uh, a woman washed her hair in water drawn from a well and then got a headache, she would likely blame it on a weasel having looked into the water as a mirror the night before. But if she said the weasel out loud, the weasel's name, uh, it would destroy her clothes. (laughs) And in Greece, they believed that the weasel was a bride that had been transformed and was so bitter that she would destroy the dresses of other brides. So I I think in that part of the world, the least weasel was known for just eating people's clothes it's um in asia it's a yokai it's a demon yeah yeah which is called a yokai like the yokai watch isn't that like a kid show (laughs) like a watch full of asian demons is Uh, that a kid show yeah look it up but um but anyway it's a kid show it's the same thing as the grudge oh really same category of thing yeah oh that's the worst mythology uh, I, I mean, yokai come in all all shapes and sizes in Japanese mythology, so why do we have to pick the, sh- the worst one? They sure do. If you ever played TKO, that's a bunch of yokai, that you pl- the characters you choose. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah. Um, all right, so uh, Pliny the Elder, the Roman historian, claimed that the weasel was the only animal that could kill a basilisk, which is a rooster snake that kills people by looking at them. <laughs> Um, 
How do you, how does it kill it? Well, apparently, you're if you find the den of a basilisk, which its venom burns things around it, so you can tell the den because everything around it is burned. Um, you chuck a weasel in there, and the weasel kills it with the its smell. It the smell of the we the odor of the weasel kills the basilisk. It's like a poison to it or something like that. But the weasel dies in the process. It's it's always funny how many rules there are to made up processes. <laughs> I don't I don't know how, how that would even be useful to believe in uh, the basilisk and that the weasel can kill it with its smell. You know what? They might they might have just like accepted the basilisk and it was so scary that they had to make up these rules. It's like, "Don't worry, it's not invulnerable." A weasel can kill it with its with just by its smell. It doesn't even have to <laughs> actually kill it. Yeah, don't worry, don't worry. But kids. there can be a connection to the fact that um, the mongoose, which is a weasel-like animal, can kill cobras, which are basilisk-like animals. That's true. Very poisonous. That's true. That's very good. It's very good. Uh, I didn't. I mean, that wasn't. I was reading. I got. Nice work. I got nice work on that one. Neck deep into the mythology with this one. It got really interesting. (laughs) So that was one of the things I read. Um, Also, the um, Ojibwe, or I guess it's original gangster boy, Ojibwe, something like that. (laughs) Uh, The the there's a tribe of Native Americans in Canada. Um, They thought that the weasel could kill the Wendigo, an evil spirit that looks like a hulking undead moose monster. That's right. That that if you eat somebody in the Canadian wilderness, you turn into a Wendigo. Interesting. It's a, if you're a can, it's a can, it's a cannibal monster. It's a it's a scary looking scary looking dude. Actually, I, I'm not sure that it's an undead moose. I think it's like an undead person, but it's wearing like one of those a moose skull. Yeah, yeah. A moose skull as like a helmet or like a deer, a buck skull. Yeah. Yeah, just uh, it's kind of like a leshen from The Witcher. Uh, sure, but it's different because that's Scandinavian folklore. That's Polish lo- folklore. Every and this is like native Canadian. Everyone thinks that ghosts that wear um, deer skulls is scary. So it's just they are. <laughs> um, it's a fact. Lastly, they are scary. And lastly, the English in the 17th century thought that weasels were the familiars or helpers of witches. Oh, and what happened to black cats? Black cats and black dogs. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's just like, toads, cats, and weasels. Just any small animal um, that's that can be easily concealed or live in someone's house can will probably be like Peter Pettigrew. Yes. Uh, exactly that. This is a Harry Potter heavy episode in terms of references. Yeah, is that the third Harry Potter reference that we've had? I think. I'm not sure. Uh, Let's okay. see if we can put in some more. Okay, well, I'll do my best. But that's all I've got when it comes to fast facts and mythology and weasels. Okie doke. Well, let's talk about the major fact. Uh, I've named this major fact least only in mercy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, despite their size, least weasels are voracious predators. Um, as Calvin said, with help from his mom, they are not very nice, uh, to their prey, at least. Uh, in fact, they're the smallest true carnivores. So they, they're true carnivores, meaning they're in the order, uh, in in carnivora. Is that an order? 
think so. Yeah, it's an order under mammalia. Even though you can be a carnivore, but if you're not a mammal, then you're not in carnivora. So you and I and our ape friends are not true carnivores, even though we enjoy the occasion, the occasional cheeseburger. So, uh, but these guys are. They hunt small rodents like mice, gerbils, and hamsters. They typically don't go after large prey like adult rats. An adult rat might give it a run for its money. In some circumstances, they'll eat birds and frogs and bird eggs. Um, but it's not it's not their go-to food source. Even rarer, uh, but possible, they'll take down chickens and full-grown hares. Whoa. Which are much, much larger than they are. Yeah, these guys are only eight inches long. Uh They'll, they're capable of killing prey 10 times as large as they are. Young rabbits. Uh, what were you going to say? Something I was going to say how. Uh, I'll explain in a second. Uh, young rabbits and voles are among their favorite prey. Um, they like to slink down into underground burrows and take rabbit kits. What are rabbit babies called? Bunnies? That's they're definitely called bunnies. I thought they were called something else too. But baby rabbits, they like to take those. Um so being able to hunt in burrows with their slender bodies also allows them to hunt uh without dealing with their own predators like bir- birds of prey, foxes, and larger mustelids like polecats and heffalumps. That's right. Uh, although heffalumps are actually they're on the same side herbivores. they're on the same team as <laughs> oh, that's anyway. right yeah uh so they have strange hunting behavior and it goes as follows uh they will kill an animal by biting their neck spine or skull uh the animal will usually bleed out but sometimes they'll crush the skulls of smaller animals so when they're taking down larger animals it's usually like these they have powerful jaws and they'll bite in the the spine or an artery in the neck and just wait for them to bleed out. They're quick and scrappy so they can get the job done. That's how a cheetah kills things that are bigger than it. It's 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 the carnivore way. It's a good way to be if you're a predator is to go for the back of the head or the neck. So the animal uh, bleeds out or dies by some trauma. Then they'll bring back the the prey to their burrow but they won't eat the whole thing before hunting again for the most part they only eat the brains of their prey before returning to the hunt zombies they're little zombies they are wind windigos uh they they found uh burrows with up to 50 animal carcasses stocked away Waste. with their brains eaten it's so wasteful so what, the, what they do is like they hunt grab something, take it back, eat its brains for an energy boost, a little snack, and then just have that fuel their next hunt. Uh, if they, so they, not, if they ate the rest, then they wouldn't have to hunt as much. They're, they're, I'm liking this weasel less and less. And less. It's actually the although, weasel. It's the weasel I like the least. So it's believed that this is an insurance policy. The uh, In the spring, prey animals are abundant, especially... Because they like to go after young. Uh, there's loads of young tucked away in bur- burrows in the spring. It's, it's springtime is the time for puppies and bunnies and things like that. To be eaten <laughs> by weasels. 
to be to be taken from their homes by weasels. Uh, but in the winter, there are fewer prey sources, and many of them are larger and more difficult to take down. Uh, so, in times of scarcity, a den of piled corpses is an insurance policy. And here's why you should respect the weasel. Uh, because weasels don't live paycheck to paycheck, and they always contribute to their emergency funds. <laughs> they pay themselves first. And then they invest the rest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let me it's just like, pay myself first with these brains, and like, I'm going to invest this into my uh, my portfolio here. <laughs> my den portfolio of rotting corpses. <laughs> it's, a, it's got a 12% annual uh, return rate. So Is that because like maggots come in? That's your interest. Yeah, they're the mutual Bugs fund managers. It, but you get to eat them. <laughs> it's a it's a weasel eat maggot world out there in the insurance industry. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I've got. These little uh, voracious carnivores are brutal. I'm wondering how they. I mean, they they have they kill these animals in the spring and then leave their bodies in the in their dens and expect them to last until winter. I don't know that they just kill something in the spring and then like have them just rot all summer. I think like they keep a pile going, you know? Oh, and then like what in your refrigerator, you always want to eat the stuff that was placed there last. Right. Exactly. So it's like having a stocked fridge. You're not expecting it all to last forever, but it's better than if all of a sudden scarcity comes, if some sort of like drought or famine or something. Or virus closes all the stores. Right. You're prepared at any given moment. Okay. But that's just a theory. It could be that they just like tasty little brains and they're not, they don't like flesh that much. They They probably have to eat a lot because small mammals have to eat constantly in order to keep themselves warm because they lose heat True. so fast. Like uh, the little kangaroo mouse or the uh, southern grasshopper mouse. I mean, these are mm-hmm. these are brutal little little cutie pies. <laughs> yeah. So it's Such like, is the way for the small carnivora. Yeah, you gotta be brutal. Uh, so that's all you got? That's all I got. So for that was the least weasel. Maybe someday we'll do the most weasel, um, but for now, just the least. Uh, what do you think is the most weasel, the Wolverine? Yeah, I think the Wolverine is the most weasel. <laughs> it is so weasel. Thank you, Calvin, for the suggestion. Um, and so for you out there in Podcastia, lure your enemies in with your cuteness. Muscle it up all your courage. And don't be afraid to take on obstacles bigger than you, like the least weasel here in life, death, and taxonomy. Life, death, and taxonomy is my favorite in the world podcast. <laughs> I like the, uh, the the nice moral of this story. I'm trying to work them in. They, at first, I was trying to be funny, but then it ended up just being violent. So then I just changed to a a moral. But I threw a pun in there. So we I, killing two birds with one, one ending with one wheeze. <laughs> 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 you just you just 
ch- chuck a slinky boy at two birds and hope that it kills him both. <laughs>